This is Punched in the Podcast, episode 25 for December 2022 AD, titled The Twitter Files. Quick note before we start, for current and new listeners, I have no idea in what direction I'm taking this podcast. In the future, I could be doing reviews, thoughts on current events, or just a podcast interviewing or talking to guests. For those short in time, here's a summary. In today's digital age, it is essential to implement an independent public audit of social media platforms, preferably yearly or every other year. This audit would examine the algorithms, policies, practices used by these platforms to manage user-generated content and provide users with an opportunity to have their voices heard and provide feedback on their experiences. The audit would help ensure that social media platforms are not engaging in practices that violate users' freedom of speech, promote transparency, and improve the overall user experience. Additionally, it could serve as a valuable tool for holding social media platforms accountable and preventing governments from unfairly manipulating or censoring user-generated content. Now for those who have more time, I'll dive deeper. The importance of implementing an independent public audit of social media platforms cannot be overstated. In today's digital age, social media has become an integral part of our daily lives, providing a platform for individuals to share their thoughts, opinions, and experiences with others. With the rise of disinformation and misinformation, there are growing concerns about the potential for social media platforms to manipulate, alter, or censor user-generated content. What was once considered a conspiracy theory was proven to be true, as revealed by Elon Musk's Twitter files. One way to address these concerns and promote transparency is to conduct an independent, public, yearly audit of social media platforms. This audit would involve a thorough examination of algorithms, policies, and practices used by these platforms to manage user-generated content. It would also provide an opportunity for users to have their voices heard and to provide feedback on their experiences with the platform. Such an audit will provide several key benefits. First, it would help ensure that social media platforms are not engaging in practices that violate users' freedom of speech. There's a risk for additional governmental requests to stifle user speech online again. By adhering to the First Amendment, social media platforms can provide a welcoming space for individuals to express their thoughts and opinions regardless of whether the government agrees with them or not. Social media platforms already provide tools for other users to mute or block accounts for whatever reason. Encroaching our constitutional rights by the government will continue to occur if the least they have to worry about is merely losing a court case or re-election. The private sector faces imprisonment, a fine, or both if they violate laws, whereas the government can pass clearly unconstitutional laws without the same punishments. In my opinion, violations against the Constitution should be more severe than what it currently is. Second, by providing a transparent and independent evaluation of the platform's content moderation policies, users would be able to trust that their online speech is not being manipulated or censored in any way. By conducting a thorough examination of the algorithms and policies used by these platforms, the audit could identify areas for improvement and provide recommendations for making the user experience more transparent, fair, and enjoyable. An ongoing independent public audit, which can be yearly or every two years like I mentioned before, would serve as a valuable tool for holding social media platforms accountable for their actions. I understand that they are private companies, however, they affect the public at large, especially when they are receiving requests from the government or political parties. By providing an objective and impartial evaluation of the platform's policies and practices, the audit would help to ensure that the social media platform are not engaging in activities that violate these rights or harm the general public interest. Implementing this audit on social media platforms is essential for promoting transparency, protecting users' rights, and improving the overall user experience. Currently in the United States, the Democratic Party would prefer if we implemented some restrictions on speech. 
They would like nothing more than to classify misgendering and deadnaming and other types of what they believe to be triggering words as hate speech. The Conservative Party, on the other hand, tends not to have a backbone on many issues, and the only thing that they generally conserve is the tradition of bending over to the Democratic Party's destruction of the Constitution. When it comes to the freedom of speech, there is no room to reclassify anything illegal by putting it under the ever-widening umbrella of hate speech. What could be considered regular speech to some can and will be considered as hate speech to another group, if not now, then later in the future. Aside from counting on death and taxes in our lifetime, we could also include governments abusing their powers. Limiting our speech and our right to bear arms was at the forefront when we gained our independence. In a country where we are becoming more and more polarized, we need to be able to speak our minds without fear of being censored, canceled, or having our reach decreased. The acceptance of cancel culture has brought us a step closer to accepting a social credit score system. Social media, as well as other financial institutions like PayPal, have been used in the United States and across the world as a precursor to implementing a social credit score. I must remind the U.S. government, and indeed all governments across the world, that they should have a healthy fear of the people they govern, not the other way around. I guess governments will never learn their lessons that the will of the people will always win in the end, one way or the other. As for Trump's recent message regarding the Digital Bill of Rights, getting fired is not much of a deterrence for bad actors. That's equivalent of a gun-free zone. These individuals need to be made an example for all to witness. That way, future bad actors would think twice before acting. I would like to also mention that our rights do not cease to exist once we are online. Frankly, there are many reasons that I stopped producing podcasts, many that I hope to share going forward. In the meantime, I'm choosing to exercise my right to speech as well as my right to bear arms. Oh,